It is our Sunday 10 o'clock conversation. Um, for those of you that are unaware, my name is Samantha Beningo, and I am the CEO and founder of a company called Mind Movement. I am also a mental health and substance abuse counselor and a yoga instructor. And with me is my dear friend, Chris Shellman. Chris, uh, yes. one of our integrated wellness coaches at Mind Movement, and um, in addition to many other things. I'm a ditch digger. A what? World what needs that? ditch. I'm a ditch um, digger. I'm a grunt. <laughs> World needs ditch diggers. You, you won't read about me in the paper. There's so many things. So many things. Uh, and a longtime friend, for sure. A really longtime friend. So this is um, our kind of informal conversation on Sunday nights. Chris and I have been talking about doing this for a long time. And as we've talked about before, um, Chris shared uh, a couple of weeks ago about his recovery journey from life after drugs and alcohol. And um, we talked a lot last week about change and just what that entails. We've talked about how this time, um, this time at home, this time where we're sort of all stuck at home, we talked about how it could be an opportunity for change, an opportunity for really kind of pressing the restart button on your life, or it could be an excuse, an excuse to kind of keep things going <laughs> and uh, yeah. continue the, the cycle of debauchery uh, if, that is, if that's what, what's happening. So what's going on, Chris? How was your week? My week was pretty good. I'm, I'm struggling right now, but I'm going to pull it together. <laughs> technical difficulties yeah i'm getting used to technical difficulties so yeah yeah it's, uh, it's a pretty common dark trying to figure this out yeah uh, but yeah no good easy i mean fast week week went fast i feel like we were just talking yeah so i don't know if that's me getting accustomed to this lifestyle or if it's know. just one day melts into the next right it's really weird yeah. it really does feel like one very long day yeah, I mean, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say I kind of enjoy it. I've been running for six years, you know. Yeah. You get out, you start to, you got to get well, and you got to do all these things and catch up. Um, so you know, it's 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 a it's a the worst sense of a break, but it's uh, I'm managing with it much better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I think everybody seems to be. I don't want to say settling in, but. Yeah. you know, settling in a little bit, at least yes in New yeah. York. We yes, know yes we're no. going to be here for a while, right? So we know we can yeah. settle in a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think on, on the other hand, um, <laughs> some people aren't settling in as well. That's right. NASA will, NASA will not be accepting their applications. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, this is tough. This is tough. This has been, I mean, it is tough. It's, it's one thing to choose to be home, right? It's another yeah. thing to be told you have no choice. And for a city that doesn't sleep, this is definitely the first time where we are asleep here in New York City. I mean, oh, look, look, Sonny, look, it's a friend. Um, <laughs> so cute. She needs a friend, Sam. Santino um, could use some tutelage here from the elders. You're right, my little Sonny bear. Um, yeah. But yeah. The, I, I I agree. I um, no one's asked me to, uh, you know, storm a beachfront or check out a bunker, so I'm okay. Yeah. 
Doing all right. Try to keep it in perspective. Yes, that's right. No, it's true. It's I, true. If you put it like that, it's like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. You just got to stay home. So it's, I got to keep that in mind because I get stir crazy too, but. Yeah. You know, there's worse, there's worse cases, worse possibilities. So. Right. I mean, right. So those of us that are at home, uh, not knowing what to do with ourselves, at least we're healthy. At least we are uh, safe. And so you're absolutely right. It's always yeah. about um, what story you tell about what's going on. Ultimately, that's mm -hmm. going to determine how you get through it. And that's also something we've been talking a little bit about, too. So I'm curious, Chris, because I wanted to follow up. Last week, we had sort of talked about, and I wound up doing it by accident, but last week, we sort of talked about kind of recommitting to our self-development in the week ahead. So sort of you had told us that you were going to revisit your fourth step from, from the rehab days and do some work on that. So I'm really curious to hear how that went and uh, how your self-development week went. Uh, it's still a process. Um, what I found entertaining was a lot of the writings that I did back then. <laughs> so you're talking like six years ago, what was on my mind? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's humbling. <laughs> it's funny it, right I can't, yeah I can't, it's not like I'm reading something out of like the AA literature this is my thoughts and I'm like god damn I was crazy and the scarier part is when you still feel in certain aspects how you did mm. um, six years ago so it's just nice to know there's work to do mm -hmm. um, the, the first one that I went through um, man I, I put some serious work into that, that piece like mm. like 60 people on the list. <laughs> Yo, for real. Um, thorough, fearless and thorough. I, well, I, I think you know the, the uh, home group that I, I stem from is the right. same one you jumped into, and yeah. uh, thorough is the only option. That's right. Which I always say is it saved my life. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I, I saw all that. And so there's, you know, especially on my last page, um, the, you know, uh, the stuff that had to do with me, there's still some things on there that, um, mm -hmm. that I still carry with me. Uh, so the, the trick there initially, because um, I don't really have the, we're not going out. I can't meet with a sponsor and do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, the other side of it is I want like a different perspective on it. So what I did was, is um, I jumped on uh, a few of those online meetings. Mm. And so I guess, I'm, I guess I'm like kind of, like I think I said last week, back to the basics, but now I'm putting the money, you know, I'm talking, I'm walking the walk as well as just mm. saying it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And to be honest, I really enjoy these <laughs> online meetings, mm -hmm. like sniper meetings. You could just sit there, listen, mm -hmm. none of the not, you know, like, Every, everything has its positives and negatives. And this is almost like you're getting straight message, which is the kind of meetings. Unfortunately, nobody was, you know, goofing around, which I could, I'm always down for that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was nice to just turn it on. You had people tuning in from San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, mm -hmm. which I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, you're getting like meat and potatoes. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why I started uh, probably continue to do that and kind mm -hmm. of um, mm -hmm. 
because I can't go in person, I think I should kind of associate, like get more involved in that. Cause mm-hmm, it's like, what mm-hmm. am, what am I, what am I doing to, right? What am I so, doing to better, better myself today? Correct. Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, I, am I watching Ellen or am I doing something proactive? <laughs> my, my answer to that is I do both. Right. That's right. <laughs> Ellen's okay too. There's nothing wrong with Ellen, but yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ashamed yeah. to say it. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting though. Cause, um, I jumped on and I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, I just, I put the headphones on and I actually laid back in the chair and was listening. It was almost dare to say a form of meditation because people were all there in, in my instances for the same reasons. Yeah. 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 Um, so I also like that I can ghost these meetings that it doesn't have to be about me. I spend most of my life talking, so it's nice to just sit back and listen. I think Mm -hmm. that's a, a benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually surprisingly really enjoy them and hope they continue for the rest of my life. <laughs> I think they will. <laughs> my guess is that there will be a lot more 12 step meetings online as a result of all of this, which is probably. Yeah, I want, my goal this week is to check out um, the, the old home groups sister uh, uh, over in, uh, don't they have an LA one? Yes, they do. The Pacific side. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'll be a little yeah. nosy. That'll I won't lie, a- though. I I used fake names. I had to make it fun. <laughs> like, remember signing into Homeroom? It's it anonymous, like, though. Know. It's anonymous. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what it's I think. Yes. It's anonymous. Like, you're I feel the same way. That. Yeah. Um, you don't. Nobody wears a name tag at, at twelve step meetings. You're supposed to be. It's an anonymous fellowship. Yeah, and it, it's actually true to form now. I think so. I, maybe yeah. that's why I like to. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's that's just personal, you know. I'm all I I I'm all about either, you know. Where I don't care where you sit as long as you're like involved. So for me, I never minded sitting front, middle, back, whatever. Most mm-hmm. people would probably say back, but it just my personal focus has always been on listening because I'm not the best listener. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I have a, a few few of my flaws uh, is in communication and listening and confrontation. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that I kind of picked up about myself in just a very short week. It doesn't take a long time. I mean, no, that's right. It's not like I'm spending 16 hours of my day delving into what's fucked up with Chris. That's right. <laughs> you know? um, I think so. it's really interesting that the 12 step meetings online, I think could be a real opportunity for people. I remember back in the day uh, when I first started going to 12 step meetings years ago, I remember hearing, somebody talk about how in places, very remote places around the world and even in the US, and I remember somebody using Montana as an, as an example, where there really are no meetings or are very few meetings, yeah. they would have speaker tapes. They would send people speaker tapes and that, was, that served as getting them through. Or in other words, it, it was in place of the meetings. And I think many people probably don't know that um, the 12 step meetings part of 12 steps are just one piece that they actually came later that uh, the program itself it what has started before meetings were even a thing and so you know I think that the there could be tremendous benefit from doing the online meetings I think people can probably still 
get sober that way if they're really serious about it and really hanging on and listening. Like you're saying, Chris, if you use that time to listen and not make it about, not make it about you, if, if that makes sense in some way. No, it, it makes complete sense because I think it also um, takes the anxiety out of it. I want to get this dog because there was a... Um, she having accidents? No, no, it's not that. I had to spray and I just want to be careful. want her to be careful. Um, Come here. You little one, you're coming with mommy. Uh, I'll be right back, Chris. I just want yeah, to put yeah. her in the. I want to put her in the pen. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the pen. Um, if Santino ever needs a dog sitter. Oh, she's the best, Chris. You would love her. Yeah. She's so great. So. Santina, I guess then. <laughs> you're like you're like me. This dog doesn't have to identify its gender. No, it's not. Sony, yeah, it has. That's right. No it? gender. It's exactly. My, my my dog's a female, and it's named Jabba. Exactly. See, so, we're, it is we're way it. ahead of our time. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> ahead of the curve. <laughs> so okay, so what else? So doing the twelve step online, yeah. things, I think that's probably it's probably good I for would, people to even know that's an that's an option because most people probably don't. Yeah, and it was actually, it's very, very well run, to be honest. There's like, you know, instead of hand raising, there's the, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the participate button. Um, mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's especially good for people who, it is your home group. Mm -hmm. What a great way to stay in touch. Um, mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I had tried it before and I had computer problems and then I came into one late. And then it hit me that like, let me check online because whenever I'm running around the city, there's the website. And so I did that and lo and behold, all the information was right there. And literally, mm. you know, 90% of the meetings have gone remote. And I was like, oh wow, so I can do the ones I usually do, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. That's great. And maybe Mark's there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sure enough. So the, the thing I didn't get into is I, I'm sure I will when it goes on is you can like chat right. and get into all that. Right. Um, but I liked it. I'm, I, it's one of those things where I was like skeptical, but you know, again, just try it. You don't know until you try it. And I actually, right. uh, I enjoyed it. I hate That's when right. I'm wrong. That's right. <laughs> Contempt prior to investigation. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like a disaster, right? Like it sounds it like a cluster. It does. But uh, it also makes sense too, to me in a way. Um, yeah, it really worked out well. So one thing that came up in our Thursday conversation about yoga um, and our using yoga, the wisdom of yoga to get us through this really difficult experience. One of the things that came up, there was sort of two pieces. One was the, what we call the yamas and the niyamas. And uh, that, so one piece of that was about non-hoarding. So it was about, and I'll explain what that means. Uh, it was yeah, about non-attachment. It was about, um, being willing to let go. And as a starting point, it was about being willing to let go of stuff, material stuff. Now, mm -hmm. my daughter, some people, if you believe in horoscopes, she's a Virgo. And so she loves stuff and she loves uh -huh. the horde stuff. Uh, and certainly anybody that knows me well knows that I get sentimental about things and don't want to get rid of them. But I definitely knew that it was time to do the the deep clean or whatever. And so I had to go through this process of kind of like cleaning out the closet. And in doing that, I feel like there was an emotional and psychological piece to that too, 
that on the other side, I felt so much lighter. It was like I was just kind of going through and literally the question, I looked at an item and I said, have I, do I really need this? Do I really use this? And if the answer was no, I just threw it away. Even if, cause you know, there's things like, for example, something really stupid like hairspray that I have had since like Christmas of 2007 that I don't need anymore. But I'm like, but this is a Redken product and I probably should keep it. You know, it's, a, it's an expensive hairspray. Okay, Sam, you don't use hairspray, right? So throw it away. Like it's so silly, but, but I think the, where the, the place that I went with this too is that we, we get attached to things in our past. We get attached to like our identity and who we were and uh, what makes us us, like what makes Sam, Sam. And, mm -hmm. but oftentimes that then holds us back. And so much like as I'm going through my apartment and I'm trying to decide what to throw away, I'm also thinking, Hey, you know what? On the other side of this, I'm going to feel a lot lighter. And that's mm. exactly what happened. There's never been a moment since all that stuff, the five or six trash bags left the apartment where I was like, Oh God, I should go get that thing. I threw, yeah. I should go get it back. <laughs> you know? No, it's just, I just felt a lot lighter. So mm. one sort of commitment that I made in all of this was to do some housekeeping and Right. And, and to do it on both fronts, to do it, mm. you know, certainly symbolically um, with stuff, but then also, you know, also, I guess, as a metaphor for emotional hangups and things that, you know, might be hard to let go of. So I think that's that's a tough one, letting mm. go of stuff that we're hanging on to and like the old identities. But I think that's. I think that's something that really holds a lot of people back. Yeah. I think identifying them, I think, well, for me in relation to what you're saying, identifying them could be tough as well because I've hid them from myself yeah. for so long or like I've learned to ignore them. Mm -hmm. So smart. Yeah. Um, so like doing this housekeeping is like uh, you have to be like, as they say, a little more rigorous than normal. But it's not easy. Like I said, humbling when I'm reading stuff from six years ago that I have not gotten better at. Mm -hmm. So that, that it's like a kick, kick to the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Um, like right away. And how much of that is hoarding. Yeah. But I yeah. like that part about me. <laughs> yeah. Right? I like what... I can't, I can't relate to the hairs, probably. <sighs> um... I still feel like I do what more people please. I don't know how to, I don't know when is a good time to like which hill to die on. I'm, I'm, I still, uh, people pleasing is probably like, there's things I want to say to like my best friend and I don't say them cause I don't want the confrontation or the fallout. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not, as I said earlier, I'm not as good as for a bartender. Yeah, I can listen on the job. I'm probably terrible off the job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, emotion, like emotional detach, like emotional detachment, probably is another one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was alone for so long, I probably, I probably like keep feelings bottled up, and I'm not. I don't put it all out there. Mm -hmm. uh, on the on the other aspect, there are some good things. Um, I'm much more empathetic, if it makes any sense, I'm much more empathetic for others, you know, mm -hmm. not myself, but like, I guess that's what gets the wheel turning is, is 
<laughs> which makes some of these so glaring is, is I, when I first came in, I, I need to be very clear that I didn't give a shit about anybody, <laughs> you know, like that's how I lived. Um, mm. Everything was a scam or mm. like a long, a long played out con. You've spoken to that. Like, all right, I'm in this mm. for three months, but it's, you know, I'm getting something out of it. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not all dark, um, but yeah, the, like the number one is probably like the people pleasing and listening. I can just do a better job. Mm -hmm. And I don't. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, but it, like you I, said, though, you have to be able to see it first, too. And we're not, mm -hmm. we get so single, close-minded or single-minded, we get so caught up. I think the other thing that this, this time has given us that is also an opportunity is time to stop and look. Normally, we're moving so quickly. I know for me in New York City, I'm always running. I mean, there's just, I'm always going from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to go do something, to go finish something, to yeah. go get this done. And so there's not time to stop and go, wait, wait how did I behave today? What, yeah. Am I being the person that I want to be? Am I, you know, acting in accordance with how I see myself, you know, or how, how, who the, the person I want to be in the world is? We don't really have time for that. And so this though is forcing that. And so the other thing that I thought you, our conversation last week made me think of was like the 10th step was, you know, like making a, basically trying to like reflect back on your day and saying, how did I do today? You know, was I the person that I wanted to be? Did I, was there a moment in my day where I feel like I didn't handle something the way I wish I had? Do I owe my partner an apology? <laughs> I think yeah. I'm not in a relationship right now, but do I right. owe my daughter an apology? Should I, yeah. do I owe my business partner an apology? Should I go back and, um, and try to repair something or did I do something that I could have done better? And then the other side of it, which is giving yourself credit where credit is due. You know, wow, you did a great job there. Like, that was awesome. Nice job. So I think there's an opportunity also now because we're slowed down enough to reflect on how we're doing to get closer to being the person that we want to be. Yeah, it's now or never. <laughs> right. You know, in some cases. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not 21 anymore. And so <laughs> the chances to be at, like to mold myself or the, the older you get, the less, the more rigid you get, I would say. <laughs> that's well there's that's scientifically accurate your neuroplasticity yeah. gets gets much more difficult for the brain to take on new information and that's hmm. the reason why it, it's sort of like they say by 35 you 90 i think it's 98 percent of everything you think and do as a result is a pat is a habit is an yeah. old habit is from the past it's not in other words it's not a new spontaneous kind of thought it's you just re reacting to the world based on how you always have and it gets much harder to do that spontaneous decision making that like careful conscious deliberate choice when you're mm -hmm. getting when you get older yeah i mean the the, the that 10 step you're talking about is is huge and i i do pay the price when i if i don't do one and i can't sleep at night that's me paying the price for knowing that I'm doing something, at least for me. My, I have an old sponsor that used to call it spiritual warfare mm -hmm. when I couldn't sleep because I'm doing something that my spirit is not in conjunction with, that something is off. 
Mm. And it could be something as simple as, and to be honest, um, last there's there was two out of the last three nights where I did not sleep well. So some things are brewing. I, I have a mm. few ideas of what mm. they could be. Um, mm. Situation with my friend being one of them. Uh, the other one is now that all this has happened, I had like a little, and this is how it works for me, a thought will creep in and I'll sit on the thought for a while. And so now with everything that's going on in the, in the real world, uh, being a, uh, I, I always bartended uh, for, for fun um, mm. and the money was okay. And so, but the thought popped in there, like, is, is this something I even want to go back to? And I don't think it's necessarily to deal with the, the pandemic. I just, I'm, I'm wondering if it's something that's mm. for me. I've always, I've always done it recently for the social aspect. I, mm-hmm. I feel like you get sober and you want to change the world. <laughs> right. It, you, it turns out you, 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 you usually don't. No. There are some out there <laughs> that, that right. do. That's right. um, but I always felt a like small fish in a big pond, but I could change somebody's day by making yeah. them laugh. Um, that's important to me. That's part, part, like, the part of me that's battling internally. But is it really a job for me anymore? And that's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, all, all other fears aside, I'm starting to do um, the checks, the pros and cons of that. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all this stemming from this goddamn revisit of the fourth step. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm like thinking of all this other stuff. That, like, creeps <laughs> in. But it's it's valid. Like, I'm, is this something I want to continue to do? Is this an opportunity for me to, you know, step outside? You know, maybe it plays out perfectly and I can just, mm-hmm. it'll work out better than I can imagine. Because I do like the social aspect. I mm-hmm. do feel that like, um, I think, uh, so I, I'm sure you get this reference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you never know who's, wa- uh, what's it called? I was watching, um, I was reading the Derek Jeter book and it's <laughs> Jeter's first spring training. You know this story? And uh, I think I do. He's, he's watching Mattingly run mm-hmm. off the field and he's like what are you doing like why are you running off and donnie baseball was like you never know who's watching and <laughs> i always translate that into into like you you know you never know you can change somebody's day at any point during the day mm-hmm. and so i've always enjoyed that part i went to that job with like aa friends and no friends and now i'm checking in with people so i, I don't know if i don't know what to do mm-hmm. but uh, my, my, my my mantra has been you know searching for that answer and Mm -hmm. uh giving me some more tolerance and better listening and Mm -hmm. it's a good you know or be clear be more clear hmm well it's kind i'm told i don't think it's a coincidence that you're talking about listening at the same time as you bringing up part of you trying to say something important because you know oftentimes we play out with the world what we're really playing out with ourselves. And so if I'm feeling all of a sudden, like I need to be a better listener out there, then what is probably happening is there's a part of me saying, Hey, Chris, you got to listen. Cause I I'm trying to tell you something important, slow down mm-hmm. and listen. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, these are, it, it's tough. Like you may have known for a while or had this suspicion like a seed for a while that maybe this thing isn't where I want to be forever. 
but yeah. not been, been afraid to take steps. But the thing is with leaving the bar, like the reasons that you're there, you can bring anywhere. Like you can bring, yeah. you know, being, um, I don't know, br brightening somebody's day and being a model or being somebody that uplifts, you're going to bring that with you anywhere in any mm -hmm. job environment. And there are plenty of social environments that don't include bartending. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Ah, change. I know. I know. Change is hard. The funny thing is, though, that I will listen to, like, I let it play. I'm, another good reason for this little break is like, yeah, obviously I'm not working. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's... We're, you're looking at like mid June, July before your seat in a full restaurant, I think, if that. Right. So yeah. I, I'm, I feel like I'm foolish if I don't take advantage of this time um, and really, you know, pray on it and meditate on it because that's the only place I'm going to get an answer. I can go to an, an AA meeting or talk to all my friends and everybody's, call, you know, everybody's got the answer and I'm an asshole Ooh. if I don't listen to them. This is an inside job, I think. No um, doubt. So I'm fortunate that I have the time to figure it out. Most of the time, it's just Chris put one foot in front of the other. I'll handle the rest. That's usually how it happens. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, put my best foot yeah. forward and the universe will take care of it. That's um, right. But that doesn't mean I don't get these feelings, you know, and I'd be foolish to not take advantage of the time we're given right now. Yeah. Um, but I thought you would find that um, interesting only because i'm not not very forthright in what's going on with chris a hundred percent but mm -hmm. um who is but yeah, yeah it just popped in there and it's been bothering me and that happens yeah. for a reason yes i mean yeah i'm up watching larry bird videos till like five in the morning wondering why i can't sleep he was nasty by yeah. the way yeah yeah you know, yeah bird was that good <laughs> <laughs> well so, yeah it's just interesting. weird it's interesting yeah, it's strange. not being able to sleep, right? That's something yeah. that's brewing and that that's, that's typically the, the space where oftentimes people do realize that something is brewing is in the, the sleep space. Yeah. Hmm. Spiritual warfare. I like that. What an interesting <laughs> guy your, your former sponsor sounds like. He was. Oh, he was the best, man. Great dude. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't, you know, at the time stick around long enough to broaden the relationship, but he's always been a special guy. Mm-hmm. Good dude. Mm -hmm. Not the yeah. chicken man that I brought up last week. Chicken man's oh, a good dude, guy. but he's not this different okay. guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know uh, if you know this, but you have officially named our podcast. Did you did you know that? That you you, you I, I didn't know it was official. I thought it's it was official, for yeah. So you you and your former sponsor officially named our yeah. podcast. Nobody <laughs> knows. Meditation before coffee. Yeah. So that yeah. is uh oh. thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my dad says you throw enough shit against the wall, some of it'll stick. <laughs> so, out of all the stupid things that come out of my mouth, if I've made a contribution somehow, that's good. I do want a yeah. t-shirt though. I think the t-shirts would be good. No, they're, that's a great idea. The yeah. t-shirts. No, the t-shirts was your idea. Well, so, but here's the thing, right? Like yeah. the, the, the essence, the reason why I thought it was such a brilliant, um, saying meditation before coffee is because it very much speaks to what you're talking about right now 
there, there's only one way to get wisdom. I mean, there's a reason why over, you know, the history of human beings, um, there's the reason why wisdom traditions like religions of all, all religions, really, there's a reason, reason why they use prayer and meditation, or there's a reason why they use meditation, certainly, because if we're, if we're always moving too quickly, if we're always in our intellectual selves trying to figure stuff out, then we're never actually in the wisdom part of ourselves. We're never actually moving slowly enough to be able to see what's actually going on. And most of us don't realize that when we're really sped up and we're thinking, 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 trying to figure out what am I going to do? What about this? What about this? And but this and then this and then there's this and then there's this. When we think that we're going to get control that way, we think that if I can figure out all of the different variables that are in play, then I can, you know, manipulate the world to get things the way I want. But what we don't realize when we're doing that is that in fact, we're usually interfering in the process of getting what we want because we are, first of all, that, that philosophically, that is just fraught. There's so many mistruths in that thinking, in that framework. And, but yet so many people think that the overthinking is the way to get what they want, but not realizing that in that frenetic uh, anxiety state, they're actually in almost all cases keeping themselves from getting what they want. And then they, they end up settling for like a mediocre version of what would probably have been something much, much better had they just let go of the anxiety and let it roll. Mm. And that's really hard for people to do. And you know, you and I tried to control everything. And that's what addiction is. It's an out of, yeah. an out of control, control disorder. It's, <laughs> I can't control you, but I'll control my reaction to you in every second. And so, so as substance abuse, that's what it is. It's an, it's a control disorder. And so when you, so the opposite of that, right? Five steps before. Right, exactly. So, right. I'm going to tell this person, this thing, and that person, this, and I'll tell them this, and then they'll give me this. And then that person will do this (laughs) and then this will happen. And then I can get that thing. And it's, you know, the insanity, but that's life every second of every day as someone stuck in an addiction. And a lot of people who aren't as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So trust, right? Like having faith and trust is the opposite of that. And the word faith Mm -hmm. always bothered me because it felt like I was preaching. But the truth is that it really, to me, just means letting go of the fear that I'm not going to get what I want. And that's really hard. Yeah. It is a scary term, especially for people not in addiction. Um, when you try and use the word faith, because mm-hmm. they all, they automatically gets it, they think it has a negative connotation. And for people that are not familiar with the process, you might as well be speaking another language. Yeah, you know, I, I, true. Because um, you, and you were just saying that, like it's it's when you live in that that I'm thinking of a buddy of mine, frantic. Um, it's I'm speaking, you know, a totally different language, and he's like, he wants to think it out. Yeah. Um, either scientifically or he was this big stat guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loves throwing stats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
how you're going to, you know, his journey is going to be a little more difficult because it's tough to, you know, find your faith through all of that. Mm -hmm. It isn't though. If you just, he's just dealing with that. He just, he's just misinformed because if you actually were to look at it from a scientific perspective, the science supports Mm -hmm. what, what we're saying. I mean, so in other words, if I'm, I mean, just, let's just look at this from a purely basic perspective. Let's say that I'm like your friend and I'm, I'm trying to think my, use my big brain, try to figure every little detail out to try to get what I want from a position of fear that I'm not going to get something. Correct. hundred percent. Yep. And as soon as I connect to the fear, I'm not going to get something. What happens from every part of my perceptual being, every sense, all of my senses immediately begin to form an invisible kind of like invisible barrier over my ears and eyes and they immediately say exactly the thing you do not want will now get bigger in your experience and exactly the thing you mm. do want will will get will will get removed from your ability to see it so it's like people that are desperate for a love relationship is a great example and then okay. and i have friends like this i had girlfriends like this growing up yeah. but they were so desperate from like middle school on all they wanted was a relationship and they would you could see it it was painful right <laughs> Um, or like the women that um, that want to get pregnant, and they're and they want they're so afraid they're not going to get pregnant, and they sit in that place, and they're so afraid, and they're so afraid, they're so afraid I'm not going to have a relationship. And then what they ultimately don't realize they're doing is literally, literally pushing any any chance for that away, because when I'm focusing on something I don't have, the brain doesn't know no, it just knows. Yes, it's a yes only universe for the human brain. And what that means is if I look at something and I say, no, I don't want that, the brain goes, oh, I guess Sam wants that because she she keeps looking at it. So she must want more of that. And I'm like, but no, I don't want that. And the brain goes, no, Sam wants a lot more of that. So now I'm just going to keep. So it's like, you know, if, if it's Donald Trump that I hate, let's say, right? So all of a sudden, Donald Trump not only becomes bigger, he becomes everywhere, right? He's mm. everywhere I look and everyone, there's Trump hats and there's Trump posters and Trump videos and Trump on my phone. And that's because my brain only says, oh, Sam must rip. There's a filter. You have a filter. Your brain can only handle so much information at a time. You actually have a filter that is filtering out all of the things that you don't think are important and filtering in all of the things that you tell it are important. But what determines that is what you give your focus to. So if I'm sitting mm. around going, no, I, I want a relationship so bad, but I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Your entire, everything in your physical system goes to work to try to make sure you never have that thing. It will literally, you could get a text message from that person that you want to hear from and not see that it came through. Not even see it because your brain goes, oh, no, no, that thing doesn't exist. Sam doesn't want that. Sam, Sam is so stuck in a place of that thing is never going to happen that we're going to make sure that it never happens and it will literally wipe it out of your experience. It's like when you, um, like when you've ever lost your keys and then you realize they were sitting literally like right in front of you the whole time. Mm -hmm. When that happens, because you went, my keys are lost. The brain goes, keys are lost. I'm going to erase that out of Chris's view. He can no longer see the keys. So they could be sitting there right in front of your face and you won't see it. Cell phone. 
yes cell phone car (laughs) all the time whatever and then of course right then you walk away you stop thinking about it and 20 minutes later you're like oh my god the keys were somebody must have came in here and moved those damn things there's no way they were here (laughs) the whole time (laughs) but that's the problem is like that people have don't understand they don't know how their body and they don't know how their mind works and so we just we try to control and manipulate using force but we end up getting the things we don't want instead of the things we do. Yeah. I think it's, that's like short money, long money. I, the force thing might work um, in the moment, but um, in, in the long run, yeah, you're, it's not anywhere. That's the settling I, I'm assuming you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, instant results are good, but you know, I, I learned on the mm-hmm. street, it's always better to play with long money than short money. No question. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, because short money, so here's the other thing. <laughs> here's, here's the great irony of this whole conversation. If you, think that, if you think that something else outside of you is necessary to make you happy, yeah. you, lost, you lost the war, okay? Mm-hmm. War yeah. is over, you have lost. And the reason is because there's, the human experience is all about getting more stuff. So there's never going to be a day when like you wake up and you're like, Oh, finally, I got everything I wanted. I have, everything is perfect. And now I can just be happy and like kick my feet up. That's just not the way the human person is. We are designed to keep generating more and more and more and more and more. I want something new. I want to keep growing. I want something new. I want to keep growing. So we keep generating. So there's never going to be, so this idea that like, if I just keep climbing and I just get all the money and all the girls or guys or partners or houses or whatever's job titles that I can, then someday I'm going to arrive at the, the magical land of happiness. And unfortunately, that's just not the way we're, we're not built that way. Yeah, I, I think you're going to I think people are going to find that you're 100 percent right when we eventually do get out of this deal. Because now that's probably all people, oh, we got I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to get out of here. Now it's on the horizon. And mm-hmm. so now you're probably going to see a lot of people get that reality because then it's back to, back to business, right? Like if you're not going to – I was sort mm-hmm. of thinking uh, this week when they started popping up like reopening days, I don't know about you, but whenever I got grounded as a kid, I came out fucking guns blazing and was usually grounded the following, <laughs> the following weekend, <laughs> you know? And yes. so I, I, I thought it was an interesting, um, mm-hmm. you know, analogy. Cause yeah, everybody is, so everything's dreadful. You know, I don't get it all the time when I go out, but when I, I you know, you hear it, you hear it, you see it on TV, you hear it. The t- I, I don't really watch too much news. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I get, I, I, I stay abreast to see nothing blew up, but, Mm. Um, the negativity there I stay away from, but it's the most tragic thing right now. And then we'll go, we'll, we'll go back to work and we'll just mm-hmm. kind of forget this ever. And mm. then there's the other part where people are going to like really just kind of go buck wild. Mm-hmm. Old me definitely would have gotten out of this and went buck wild, mm-hmm. bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's like a stay, stay grounded kind of thing while you're grounded. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, once the the ankle bracelet's off, mm-hmm. so there's got to be. I'm sure there's anxiety dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I think they're gonna there's gonna be a real reality check because like 
you got to hold on to some of the good things that have happened because of this. Nothing happened kind of by accident. And so I, I do think that people have been, for the most part, kinder, more respective of your space, which is what mm -hmm. I've heard for forever before this happened. Respect my space. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I don't know mm -hmm. what the certain hashtag buzzword of the year was, but it was mm -hmm. something in that realm. Mm -hmm. um, so it'd be interesting to see how much of that, the good stuff will carry on from this, or will it mm -hmm. just be um, back to business as usual? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the, to go along with what you were saying, people just want to get out and go back to work mm -hmm. and then they'll get that. And they're still going to feel in a week, feel empty again. It's like that you were saying that acquiring of stuff, stuff, stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that if they need any, you know, they should listen to what you say. And then a week or two after this thing opens up, <laughs> mm -hmm. go back and be like, Hey, maybe that Sam was onto something. there." Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, that's the other thing because, because thoughts are mood dependent, it, it, you know, we'll never, you'll never get to that place. If I'm not happy right now and I get, let's say I get everything I want. Let's say I get the bells and whistles and I get the job and the car and the house and the partner. It's never going to make me happy because I started out with a false premise, which is that something like that can, can make me happy. Nothing can make us happy because happiness is just a state of mind. And either you are happy and then you experience whatever's in front of you joyfully, or you are unhappy and you experience whatever's in front of you in an unhappy way. In other words, thoughts are mood dependent. Whatever is playing, the movie that's playing out in front of you has absolutely nothing to do with how you feel. It's how you feel that is determining. It's literally selecting. Like for example, one day I was home over the holidays and I threw out my back. Now I was at my family's house and uh, you know, my mother and my sister and my niece and my daughter and, and my stepdad or my mom's husband who's basically my stepdad. And so, you know, and it's a, chaotic house it's a, you know it's the girls running around and screaming and it's the holidays and everyone's you know living it up a little bit so i throw out my my back in the beginning of the day now as the day goes on sam's face like my face my tolerance for the level of noise my tolerance for the girls screaming my tolerance for everybody just got like smaller and smaller and by five o'clock p.m i'm trying to work on my computer while this is all going on I'm seething. My teeth are clenched. I'm seething. And by 9 p.m., I am literally writing hate mail text messages to friends. Like, you piece of... I mean, like, hate, hate, hate. Nothing had changed from the day before. Everything was the same. But no matter what I looked... If I looked at my family, if I looked at my friends, if I looked at my daughter, if I looked at work stuff, everything was a disaster. And the, the reason was because I was feeling overwhelmed with pain in my body, which then became the glasses and the lens that mm. I saw everything through. <clears throat> so it doesn't matter how much you could, at that moment, you could have tried to hand me a winning lottery ticket and I would have found a way and a reason to make it, oh, that's bullshit. That's, that's just good. That money is going to just end up, you know, going to the government anyway. Might as well not even take it, right? I mean, you'll find a way to make it an unpleasant and un, an unhappy thing if that's 
what you're mm. if you're relying on circumstances that's the other thing it doesn't work it's not possible because it's our experience that filters how we see the world not the other way around it's tragic chris it's tragic. It's tragic. It just makes me. I love that it was the heart. holidays as well. <laughs> I know. Oh God, it got much worse from there. It got much worse from there. See your uh, back go out. I would have been as long as you're okay. I would have got a laugh out of that. Oh my God, I was. I was. It was so bad, and I could. But I was glad it happened because it. It was this. It's what. It again reminded me of exactly what I'm saying to you right now. Like it reminded me, oh shit, if I don't take care of my emotional health everything in my life and it took a friend responding to my text they were like what are you talking about right now like it was like <laughs> you know like woke me up like oh shit right i'm going crazy like i'm telling a story about their intentions i was you know i'm making stuff up about what this person like why they did or didn't text i mean it was like insane madness madness yeah, yeah. But that's what happens when I'm in pain. I make everything painful. Hmm. And so what did you what did you do in that instance to did was the, the text from your friend enough to snap you out of it? I mean, I saw what was going on and basically went to bed. That's what that's what <laughs> I basically fresh. Put my, I put myself out. I said start fresh. I think, yeah, I think I actually went upstairs. I did some meditation and then I went to sleep. Is what Good choice. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to mail the rest of this one in. I fucked exactly. this one up. <laughs> exactly. I'm calling it quits. My mom, I mean, it's so funny because my mom and my sister, they also can, my mom especially has a temper. But even mm. my mom gets scared of me when I'm angry, which says a yeah. lot because I can get like serial killer level of anger and doesn't happen much anymore, but when it happens- I happened, fortunately have never seen it myself, so. That's true. It's true. That's a good thing, yeah. It is a good thing. But, you know, I can picture it. <laughs> it's on a fire sign in every sun. I got a good, I got a good imagination. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, but I mean, like, I, I know that about myself now. And, and my daughter will even say, she'll say, Mommy, I think you need to go meditate. At the first sign. At the first sign of the, wow. of the teeth. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, that's humility. That's yeah, that's right. Humility at its finest. I know. And when she does it, I'm always like, oh, she's right, man. She's so right. Yeah, that's the shitty part. <laughs> yeah. That's the part that sucks. I'm like, God, thank, well, I'm also really grateful. I'm like, thank God that she said that because it's true, yeah. number one. But yeah. like, she's saving my ass. Yeah. You know? because, and hers. And hers. That's right. <laughs> that's really what she's doing right in that moment, Chris. She's saving her ass for sure. That, that's perspective for Absolutely. you. Yes. She's, yeah. you she's think that, mom. You're, I, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's how we want to see that. That's right. But it's true, like, she's saving her ass, but she's also yeah. great because anything that comes next for me, anything that comes next, as I continue to get more and more angry and spiral into that, whatever yeah. I look at is going to, is not going to, I'm not going to tell the story in a way that's favorable to me. I'm going to start telling the story in a way that actually aligns with my anger and makes everything worse. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get yourself, you just start avalanching the snowball effect. Yeah, I mean, we're lying if none of us have, have not been there. <laughs>
right yeah but, but nowadays chris I've, i'll tell you i've learned <laughs> i really learned this the hard way so if i catch myself in that kind of space i put i say okay sam everything down i put the phone down put the yeah. computer down because i know what's coming next if i don't yeah if i continue to ignore all the signs that say yeah. danger danger right i know yeah. what's coming next is going to be a bill that feels like a really big deal like you know an invoice on the computer or bad news from somebody i care about or a news flash or something i don't want to see that's going to just accelerate the anger because I know that perception is that perception is so strong that that's what it's going to do. It's going to pull into my experience something that aligns with that negative emotion. And it's going to just be like you're saying, it's going to be just gasoline on the fire that gets bigger. Yeah. So finally, after years of doing this, no, not to keep going. And I really stop it. But it took yeah. years to finally like do it that way. Yeah, well, and I know, I know you're... <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things you always said, and it rung true with me, is, is, is just breathe. As corny as it was, especially being working at a bar or restaurant, hey, man, I, I, exactly what you're saying. The next thing that comes out of my mouth is not going to be favorable towards me or this establishment. I'm going to step, go to the restroom, go down and, and, and change a keg or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that was that, that's something you've always said was, you know, just breathe it out, man. Just breathe. And then it does change. That five minutes before Chris becomes old Chris, fortunately, mm -hmm. you know, using those tools, I don't get... That doesn't mean I, you know, I won't vent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's yeah. better to vent downstairs in a beer cellar mm -hmm. <laughs> than react over what is seemingly nothing in public and then do and then do something that could harm you or others or whatever right and then um, feel guilty about how you behaved after yeah but the yeah but when you're in that rage it sounds so corny here but like yeah step away just breathe but right. like when you really do it yeah you're, you're saving a lot of lives <laughs> yeah i know yeah. i remember when i first learned that it felt so important that i got it tattooed on my arm it says just breathe on my arm if you can see that. Okay. But maybe I maybe I subconsciously saw that through. The <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, have we spoken of that before? I don't remember I'm sure talking not. about that. No, it's been years. Nah. I, God, I don't even remember. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but it was a long time ago now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But that spiritually, was, I knew it was there. Fair that's enough. what, right? <laughs> like that's what. Uh, that's why, because it felt like such a revelation. Like, whoa. Yeah. What a big deal. Yeah. Like you said, sounds corny, but um, you know what? It's really funny. Yeah. And that's the thing, Chris, like you and I living in the cool zone for a long time, like too cool for school zone. Self-proclaimed. Yeah. Self-proclaimed cool zone. Yeah. It's like it clear you, you shit on everything. <laughs> like you have to shit on everything. You have to yes. be smarter than everybody else. You have to be right all the time. You have to make, you know, always yeah. save face and the, problem with that is that there's no answers there it's just misery yeah it's just misery. and it's impossible and it's impossible it's impossible yeah it catches up with you eventually oh yeah and or you don't make it i don't know if you have um i know we're running short on time but if you have the chance and you want to feel good about yourself you should really watch 
The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Okay. It's hilarious. Really? What is that? Yeah. Oh, it's off. It's, it's God telling you how not to live. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's I so, definitely uh, it's hilarious. won't have the time, but I trust that it is... Brutal. Uh, Brutal. This is what <laughs> this is what quarantine has done. That's I was awful. crying laughing. Oh, it was so funny. Well, that's good, though. Like, laughter was the best medicine, right? <laughs> oh, totally. The only medicine. Well, all right. So one thing I want to give everybody and you before. So Molly, I stole this from Molly. It was hilarious. She yeah. said that she's been giving this to her clients. She's been telling them at 7 p.m. every night to go outside and scream at the top of their lungs if they feel like they need to. Because okay. it's like the only time that it will ever be socially acceptable to walk outside yes. and scream at the top of your lungs. So yeah. I also think that's probably decent advice if you feel like you are losing your shit and need to scream. Yeah. 7 p.m. It's a time to go do it. <laughs> so you guys gonna hear me up? <laughs> Are you guys gonna hear me up in the Bronx here? There might be people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just I'll take the bus down to the city, do it there. Back home. That's funny, Chris. Oh my god. All right. Well, I know we're out of time. Um, god, these yes. flies by. So thank you, my friend. I can't believe it. This yes. has got to be like four weeks in a row now. I'm seeing it. Four or five, yeah. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. So we'll be here again next Sunday night, 10 p.m. Have a wonderful week six. And, you as well. Um, see be you safe. on the other side.